0: This episode of the podcast is brought to you by yours truly. If you'd like to be a sponsor of this podcast and future episodes, go ahead and email us at itscoronatime at 91btv.com. Hello, people of the world and podcast fam. My name is Kevin Jackson and welcome to, I believe this is the 15th episode of It's Corona Time. It is my pleasure to be back here in the month of March. And I know we're more talking about February stuff. But it's all good. It don't matter what time of the year it is, because Black history is every day. Today, I have a beautiful Black woman here to talk about this subject, and I have her introduce herself and why you should listen to her.
1: Hi, my name is Jalen Davis. I am um, a fifth year at Cal Poly Pomona. This year, I'm also president of Shades of Queens at Cal Poly Pomona, which is a Mm. club um, that represents the... Advancement of Black women at Cal Poly, whether it be um, academic-wise, we support each other in that way, and just provide a positive mental space for Black women at Cal Poly Pomona.
0: Most definitely, most definitely. Congratulations on that one as well. I didn't even know, man. I known you for a minute, and I didn't even know you were the president. <laughs> and I was like, man.
1: I mean, Shades of Queens. I've been in Shades of Queens for like a minute.
0: Long- no, I. I realized,
1: I started, yeah. I was like, oh damn,
0: she's been in for a minute. But I didn't.
1: <sighs> I've been in, but also like, this was like the COVID year. COVID for clubs, like I don't think most clubs know who their e-board is, honestly. Because like, you know, having meetings online, like when people do their classes on Zoom and then the class is over, the laptop is closed. And they go to sleep, you know, no one's opening their laptop again on purpose to go to like a club meeting, you know, so.
0: Yep, that's, I mean, yeah. you're not wrong about that one, unfortunately, ever since COVID.
1: I'm guilty of it too, I do <laughs> the same thing. <laughs> like,
0: I haven't went over? to my engineering club meetings, I'll be like, you know what, I'll just wait till we're back in person, you know, because I still got one more semester to go. So I'm like, I'll just yeah. wait back. It's kind of hard doing things. Online with that, you know, it can't be that social and projects for clubs yeah. online. That's yeah. that's impossible.
1: And I, yeah, what you said, like, it's just so social. Clubs are supposed to be fun and social, and especially Shades of Queens, like, there's no academic like premise. It's not like a major based club. It's literally just to be social. And doing social things over Zoom is like hard because I feel like you're still in a Zoom meeting mindset when you like it's hard to yeah like she's a queen's meeting in person people are cutting people off you have to remind people like one mic one mic so people can like listen to each other but zoom it's like it's like people don't do that over zoom it's like one person talks and one person answers and everyone else is quiet it's you know it's like it's hard to be social over zoom so yeah
0: yeah i feel that i feel that man especially like not only that but, like, due to COVID, I've lost track of a lot of people that I would see just, like, on my daily yes. walks, you know, like, yes. like I would, like, huh. see y'all up by, you know, building five or up or even yes. higher up by the labs, the science labs. And I'm just like,
1: yeah, Man, why was I funny? We've been running people at, like, the brick or something. Mm. Mm.
0: Yeah, now half of them are graduated, half, even, like... Probably like 40% are going to graduate in spring now. And then just the 10% of like me still here, but it's all right. <laughs> Eventually I'll be out of here. I'll be great. Um, And just a little bit, you know, just to, I always like to talk about where I meet people and when I met her was basically, it was back in freshman year when I was, you know, the man that was in all the dorms trying to meet everybody. And I was in my favorite one, Alice Square Meadows, And I went to the third floor. And I met her roommate at the time. I think it was like Erica, right? So then I was just like, okay, like, and then and I met you, and then you were like, we it was like, oh my gosh, you a rancher and this I mean, like, I'm in everybody too. I was like, that's that's crazy. They were all like in the same region, no, and then you <laughs> went to my church before too. I was like, oh my yeah. gosh, that's freaking crazy. It's a small. small
1: world,
0: you. Sorry, my bad. Because basically, yeah, it's the same thing. Small world. Mm, small freaking world so i remember specifically the one day because it just came up back on my snap memories but it was (laughs) this one day that i think i brought i brought your roommates out to the beach and then i was like why why ain't you coming through you coming through to the beach too but i don't know you probably i I think you had something to do Mm -hmm. or just
1: like yeah you what Mm -hmm. i love the beach (laughs) (laughs) that's I love mm. the beach. My was resolution is to go to the beach every once a month. And I, so far, I went in January, I went in February, and March first came and I was like, oh my God, that's another opportunity to go to the beach. I'm so excited. <laughs> like, I love the beach.
0: <laughs> Dang. Or maybe I didn't have room in my car. It was one of these things. They didn't have room in the car. You were busy or going back home or something or studying. It was I- one of these things. But I remember specifically going to the room because I was like, y'all ready yet? Y'all ready, yeah. Y'all ready yet oh, to come?
1: Wait, I actually remember. <laughs> no, you're right. Oh, wow. So. Wow. Honestly, also, first year Jalen was not as adventurous right. as I. <laughs> Like, I didn't trust nobody. I didn't want to go anywhere with anybody. I was just like, I was just like you know, I'm just going to stay in my, I'm just going to stay. You know what I'm mm, saying? Yeah. I wasn't uh, Even parties and stuff, I was just like, mm, I'm gonna go with the certain group people, and then I'm leaving after like,
0: you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's amount of time. Yeah. I feel that it's man like freshman. It I was I was the opposite. Like I was the man. I was out there going out meeting everybody. But then as time goes on, and as you become older too, you know, you realize that it's like I'm just coming to school to go to school. Maybe like go to a club or something, or mm-hmm. go home. I mean, the mm-hmm. only time you really see me was when I was in the library, like. That's when I was, like, at now. I was in the library studying for these classes because things were getting harder. But yeah. as you grow older, you're just like, man, I'm done with this social aspect now. I'm just really just trying to... So, I mean, that's more me now, you know? Yeah. So, even, like, when before COVID, like, you know, this time last year, I was I was just, like, in the library studying, cranking out things, and then, boom! You had all these shenanigans happen. Yeah. But... <sighs>
1: that is so funny. I feel like I'm the opposite. I feel like... I feel like, I feel like I want to do fun, crazy things, Mm. but I only want to do with like certain groups of people. Mm, And I feel like like I didn't have those groups of people my freshman year. And I feel like now I do have those groups of people like, you know, Mm. so, but now we're in a pandemic. So it's (laughs) like, no, you know what I'm saying? So people that I am comfortable like going out with and letting loose with and having a good time. Mm -hmm. I have those people now. So, but most of them I actually realized are kind of like you to where they had a lot of fun earlier and now they want to chill out. And I'm like one of the few people that don't want to chill out anymore (laughs) because I didn't chill out earlier. So, you know what? It will all work out. I just believe it will all work out. It will be fine. It's okay. Mm, You know?
0: We're in the the middle of our 20s, you know? I just turned 23 the other day. So, I still got seven more years (laughs) in this. Oh, thank you. Thank you. When was it? Uh, It was the 20th.
1: February? Mm-hmm. Wow. Happy bladed birthday. 23. <laughs> yeah, that, actually, I went to the beach that
0: day. So phew. Bad. We love bad. We love that. So yeah, most definitely. That's sick. That's sick. Um, so yeah, let's just get to the bread and butter of you know our conversation today. And you know, it's a little bit, you know, talking about the black experience and black history month. Um, so, you know, Black History Month was coming up this month and, you know, it's been a little bit interesting of, of it being in the middle of COVID, you know, and the whole pandemic and stuff. It's a little bit more, um, I would say, uh, simmered, you know? I think the only, the only thing that I'm really seeing is really on Twitter, on Twitter throughout the whole month. I was like, people are like uh, making memes about like, oh, this doing Black History Month? No. And, you know, posting about know. different... <laughs> posted about different like black creators and you know uh, black people you know in general that was great to see uh, but then uh, yeah that, that was just that was just really it this year um but I, I was able to still make a few videos um just talking about Black History Month and you know what it means to uh, different people um so I filmed this video last year. Uh, with I filled I went to Long Beach and I filled um some people that were there talking asking them that question, and I was at Cal Poly and I filled somebody that was there asking that question as well. So I still had the footage, never published it. I combined it together and and had that out. So that was cool. Hey, no, I'll definitely watch that
1: actually. That sounds super
0: interesting. Mm-hmm. And it's pretty short, too. It's not too long, so you know everybody can just you know come through probably in uh, probably on the side if y'all see it on YouTube or something. Um, And then I also made a personal video just talking about Black history and how the Black history has been kept from us because we are not the winners of the world, right? The winners write history and they leave us out, right? uh, If I talk about so many things that I learned in the past year, you know, well, in the past two years, really, about Juneteenth and, you know, Mm -hmm. Black Wall Street and Tulsa. And these are things Mm -hmm. that I didn't necessarily know before, right? Mm -hmm. And... uh, Mm -hmm. It's, it's just crazy that, I you know, we all have to do our individual research to find this out because, you know, there's not written in textbooks. It wasn't taught, right? Because the winners are also the people that write the textbook. And it's like, <laughs> what? There's no way you can just, you know, figure this out for yourself, man. And it's just sad. So I talked about a little bit. Oh, my bad, my bad. Oh, well, that's
1: right. Pretty... I was just um, amplifying what you just said. Mm. I am like, it's very sad. <laughs>
0: So I talked a little bit about that in my video. But even besides all of that, I'll ask you the same question after uh, you know I answer for myself. But what Black History means to me is... Uh, at least black, sorry, black History Month, excuse me. because mm-hmm. Okay, even though we're telling you that Black History Month is in February, right? Um, mm-hmm. And that, I think it was actually decreed in 19, uh, 1976, I believe. Uh, that was a whole 10 years before Martin Luther King Day became... Um, official that's in 1986 um so but besides that point black history is not it's just a month it is happening every day every all the time 24 7 365 right but it's just a time for us personally what I thought is a time was to honor and to celebrate black achievement and and, and mm-hmm. you know and have pride in being and being black. Um, mm-hmm. and I talk about this a little bit later about my experience of in college and how I've been mean, being black in college and, you know, how that has really resonated with me and, and you know, how that has you know, changed me in some certain aspects. Um, mm-hmm. I believe that that's just a great, it's just a great month to celebrate. It's also my birthday month. Like I stated a little hey, bit earlier, <laughs> so it's all good together, man. It's just, it's just, it's superb. It's great. So, um, it's great. It's uh yeah I so that's just you know what it means to me. How about you?
1: Black History Month. Black History Month means to me just kind of the same thing. It just allows, um, it opens a space for black people to dive into their blackness, which in some spaces I don't think is always encouraged. And to be proud of, I feel like there's so many things, um that can make you feel insecure in your Blackness. A lot of things in the news or in the media that make you feel angry and frustrated. And there's a lot of things that um, are negatively associated with being Black, even like stereotypes about Black people. And I just feel like having Black History Month just allows you to be, it just, I don't know. It just makes me feel proud and happy. I feel like I didn't even, like Black History Month meant something different to me this year, especially after reading the book books through Instagram I just feel like there's so many women in that book that I had no idea existed and hearing about them and what they accomplished during the time that they were alive when I feel like they had probably more against them than we probably do now was so like motivating and inspiring like these are black women that freaking crushed it and I am proud of them I want to honor them and I want to you know kind of be up there with them you know and so That's what Black History Month meant to me this year, especially. It's just like, you know, I was like, I can do anything I want. I can do anything I want because these women did amazing things (laughs) in like a time period where it was not for sure not encouraged, like during a time period where they weren't allowed to like read and write, you know what I'm saying? So I was like, I can do anything I want because of uh, all the things I'm learning during Black History Month. And they're positive things. It's not like negative or sad black history like you mentioned earlier like tulsa and black wall street or even like the tuskegee like syphilis experiment these are all like Mm. sad things associated with black history and they make me like mad and frustrated but hearing this black history or happy black history it just like that's yeah that's what black history month meant to me this year just diving into happy black history and it was great
0: (laughs) i feel that i feel that i feel that same sentiment man and you know, just to talk a little bit about that aspect, um, um, a little bit of what she was talking about is that you know uh, she uh, on the shades of Shades of Queen Instagram, she was reading a book, and I have you you know elaborate as well. Just reading a book um, every day of the month of February. Twenty, uh, you know, m- 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 most of the days y'all skip twenty, you skip twenty, and I was like, that's my, oh my birthday, <laughs> <laughs> and I was like.
1: I- you know, my sister's birthday was february 17th and i think that was a wednesday and we couldn't celebrate and we're like we'll just celebrate over the weekend <laughs> and i was out with my sister and i didn't even bring the book and i was like oh it's okay because not a lot of people watched when i was live mm, yeah. and i was assuming people like watch when i posted it mm-hmm. but no not a lot of people watch when i was live and so i just assumed that no one cared and so mm-hmm. i was like no one's I just missed this day I didn't <laughs> and then here you are noticing that I miss a specific day like what is
0: Because <laughs> I didn't I didn't watch all of them. It's a lot of black women, okay. but I'm okay. glad for that man. But I was just like, let me you know, let me see what's in the middle, let me see at the beginning, the end, and I was looking for my birthday on the 20th and I was like, is he 21? I'm- 19?
1: I'm sorry.
0: <laughs> it's okay. It's not- you didn't know. It's all good. i just thought that was funny so that
1: is funny i'm so sorry (laughs) (laughs) um
0: so the book um yeah just reading reading it all the you know most of the days of the the month and you know about just the achievements uh and the powers of black women one of the ones that was most interesting to me um was the i forgot her name but was a tennis player and how she had to go into the um, still had to go into the back and couldn't go uh, go into the front, in, into the in locker rooms, you know, to change and stuff. Even when she won the tournament. She
1: was a champion, but can't come through the front door. I'm confused. I'm so confused.
0: Mm-hmm. And it's so sad because you can see that in like other aspects as well. You can see that with, you know, black musicians, right? When they perform at white establishments, uh, you mm-hmm. know, back in the segregation days. And it's just sad to see how, you know, how that happened. But it's, it's it's great for her achievement as well. And when she went on to play golf, I was like, wow, two, two of the sports that.
1: <laughs> I know. I know. I know. <laughs> no, yeah, I do. You don't have to say that. I am just, I just <laughs> <laughs> I'm uh,
0: dead. Dead. So, yeah, if you could just talk a little bit about a little bit more about that one. Yeah.
1: Yeah, actually, I'm just going to get the book. It's right next to me. We'll find her name. I got the book. Okay. We'll find her name. But, yeah, there are so many stories like that where I was just, like, in awe what... Oh, I'll find her. Her name is Althea Gibson. Althea, Althea Gibson. And it's champion. And, yeah, she went off to play golf after. So, um, there's just so many women in this book um, so yeah, the, the book is called Little Leaders, Voldemort in Black History by Vashti Harrison. And Vashti Harrison, I actually followed her on Instagram before even knowing she made a book, but she's an illustrator on Instagram and her illustrations are just so nice and cute. And they have, she does like a whole bunch of like different illustrations. And then I was like, oh my gosh, she has a book. But it's great. And throughout the book, they just highlight, it's in chronological order, and they just highlight different Black women in Black history. Um, Yeah, some of these women, one of them was studying law, and she applied to an all male law school and just like changed her name or like used like Mm -hmm. her initials or something. And I was just like, wow, reading that story, I was like, I can do whatever I want. There's like a medical, like a doctor. She applied to an all-white med school and got in. I was like, I do whatever I want after reading that. I was like, I do whatever I want. Um, like these, even the one I think, um, what's her name? The pilot, Bessie Coleman. She applied um, to like flight school, like all throughout America, and got rejected. And she just went to France. And was like, I'm gonna get my license there then. So it's like, these women literally did whatever they wanted, and I was like, I can do whatever I want. Um. So yeah, that's how I felt reading this book, and I'm hoping other people felt the same way. Um. But yeah, that's just a little bit about the book. There's also a men's version. Me and Kevin were talking about it earlier. There's a men's version, a black men's version. So I definitely
0: want to get my hands on that I mean, one too. I have to get my hands on that one, man. I got a little about more, you know, achievements of black men out here. Shoot, yeah. like when I was doing research earlier for, um, like the video that I made about Black History Month, you know, like there's a common misconception that we thought that like George Washington Carver invented peanut butter, but he actually didn't. He just invent, he just came up with different ways of applications to use it, and I was just oh. like. That's interesting, you know, cause that was the one token black guy I met in the
1: history books. <laughs> what a black scientist. You know, peanut butter. We all use peanut butter. You know what I mean? No, yeah. There's so many things like that too that we don't even know the full story. Like, I was like, when I read um, Rosa Parks' story, everyone knows Rosa Parks didn't get off the bus. But apparently, she's been arrested for the same thing before. Like, there was a moment before where she also got arrested for not following bus rules. And so, but this time, they said in the book that she called, she used her phone call to call her friends at, like, the NAACP. Mm -hmm. And that's when they were able to organize protests following that incident. But... She's been arrested before for doing the exact same thing. So, and many other women have too. Mm-hmm. There's another woman that um, I forgot I mentioned earlier in this book, who also was like, "I'm gonna sit where I want to sit. Like, what's the big deal?" And but we all know about Rosa Parks only. You know what I'm saying? So there's so much of Black history that we only know little bits and pieces about. Even so,
0: yeah. Like another person, um, I know I didn't. I mean, I knew, but I didn't know in detail. Was mm-hmm. Fred Hampton? And when Judas and the Black Messiah came out earlier this month, I was like, yo, I'm going to have to watch it. And I watched it and I was like, this is crazy, yo. I was like, <laughs> they really got this man. They really, they really, I don't know if you've seen the movie yet or you, I, I mean, you know, it. uh, but it's, it's all good. Or like, know the history of the stuff, but it's like when I went, uh, 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 like uh, Fred Hampton, like they like, they. This is what has happened in the movie, right? You got to fact check this, you know, verify this, right? But, you know, what happened, played out is that, uh, uh you know, one of the guys that was, you know, uh, you know, that was infiltrating, uh, uh, that was infiltrating, you know, the Black Panther Party, um, he gave, uh, Fred Hampton a sleeping pill before, um, the police inf- uh, raided the, the, the house. So, um. Once they did that, man, I shot up a lot of a lot of the people in there and then they were just easily able to just kill him like that. And it's like crazy because like the, he was he was about to go to jail for like a long for a while. And they still just wanted to kill the man. <laughs> and their excuse was when people come out of prison it makes them more famous. And I was
1: like oh interesting. That's I mean I mean I guess whatever <laughs> them feel better for Right? To
0: just you know kill one of the you know one of the leaders of the you know the party and i was like this is just this is crazy so it's like the more that you know the more that you read up about it you know and that you realize how much they're keeping from you then it's like mm-hmm. that's it's just interesting man it's just interesting. It's
1: interesting and i feel like it's so hard to even i don't know like i feel like especially after this past year we experienced I'm not saying we expect, but I feel like it's also being starting to be required to more of like non-black people, or like white people to, you know, even understand what we're talking about. But thing is like, if I really know this black history, I know they probably know way less than I do. You know what I'm saying? And so it's like hard to even that's not hard. But for me personally, I don't even expect much from white people because it's like they don't know. How, like, there's so much I don't know. I'm assuming they know even less than I do. And so it's hard to, like, even, like, an example is like, if there's a mistrust between the government and black people, how can they understand that that mistrust exists if they don't know about the Tuskegee syphilis experiment, a government funded experiment where they tested on black people, you know? Like, so I think mistrust and all these issues start along. That wasn't even that long ago, but like um, it stems from early on, but how are white people supposed to even know that if they don't even, you know, like we're presenting all these issues that they don't know exist. So, yeah, I think that's also a reason. Like Black History Month is not even just for black people. Like black history is American history, you know, and so everyone as Americans should... Make it their point to understand more of Black history, and understand more of Black Americans. You know.
0: Yeah, that's a that's a great point. That's yeah. You could just see that like in like the aspects of like the mistrust of the vaccine. I mean, some people think that it's you mm-hmm. know, out too early. Some people, you know, just mm-hmm. don't don't want to get vaccinated. I mean, black some people. You know, there's different reasons for all these things too. But then it was something like a while back that I was reading about that it's also like in just in general with the, with you know being black in, in in health in healthcare and just how they treat mm-hmm. um, black women that are pregnant or that are giving birth. And I was like, mm-hmm. this is just this is just gosh This is crazy that this is even happening. You know.
1: Yeah. What were you what you were saying about like black women and like health and stuff. That's a super scary statistic. I was looking into that, too. It's super scary, and it it's pretty scary. And I thought about it, too, like, having children in the future. Like, that's, like, an actual concern. And I'm, like, mm, like <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a really scared person, especially when it comes to, like, needles and anything. Like, I just got my blood drawn, like, at the beginning of February. And I was very proud of myself that I didn't scream or flinch. And I'm 22 years old, and that was, like, the first time I got my blood drawn without, like, making it a big deal <laughs> and so so I'm um, yeah so uh seeing that statistics and like you know people dying after giving birth or their babies dying that is enough to um deter me from doing a lot of things so I <laughs> was like so yeah these statistics are scary um yeah that's just what I thought of when you said that yeah But these are things that people need, like, what we were saying earlier, like, people need to know, like, if you want to be a doctor, Black or not, um, sure, you're going to have Black patients, you know what I'm saying? So being aware of these issues that people have so that when you do have, like, a Black mother-to-be come to you um, and you're not Black, you can understand those concerns and not, you know, it's weird when doctors look at people, like, they have all these worries that they don't need to worry about. You can understand that they have these worries and there are some truth behind them that can cause this worry and if you understand that as a non-black doctor with a black mom patient that can probably help you be better in your profession like this black history is is for everybody it can literally benefit everybody
0: Yep, I agree with that 100%. Um all right. So with that, I just want to get into a little bit about our black experience in college Mm -hmm. Um, and how that has formed and how that has guided us and a little bit about how um that has shaped us to be the people that we are today that's a load of question but you can go as detailed or or, or as as minimal as you want but i'll let you go first on this one
1: okay (laughs) that's funny you said that because in my head i was like I it I was like I was assuming you were gonna go first and I was like I wonder what he's gonna say and then I could gauge what I say.
0: That <laughs> <Not> this done
1: <time. laughs> I, I was literally like, wow, I wonder what he says and he goes first. <laughs> um but yeah, I don't mind going first, sir. Um, my black experience has been pretty cool. Um uh, but it's, there has, yeah, it has its pros and its cons. Um, we go to Cal Poly, which is a public university in Southern California, you know, and so I just feel like the experience, it's more like, um, I don't know, I guess a lot of my Experiences when it comes to being Black in academics has come from IGE. And so IGE are courses you can take at Cal Poly that um, they're more conversation-based. And so you'll learn about different things every year and you sit in a circle and you talk to your other classmates about it and how they feel. And it's, I mean, sometimes it gets into like ethics and morals and things like that. But in those classes, that's where I experienced things that I'm like, I don't know how I feel about this right now. And that really opened my eyes to how sometimes people view um, black people. And I feel like growing up in Southern California, it's not always super obvious. People are more slick about it, you know, like they're people who are your friends or did sports with you, you know, and then they, you know, like you spend a lot of time together, and then they'll say something sideways and you're like, I don't really know how I feel right now. Like, you know, so I guess an IGE, well, one time in IGE, there's this guy, he's, he's a really cool guy. Like we're friends, but he was just really curious about my hair. And I had my hair in braids and I always had my hair in braids since I was like in fifth grade, like this is like not new for me, but then realizing, that moment taught me that even though this is not new for me and it's not new for a lot of black girls it's new for a lot of people and they're for some reason super interested and he asked me like if I could wash my hair while it was in braids or if I washed it while it was in braids and things like that and it just like it's a it was a genuine question but it's also like really interesting like does this Does he think I don't wash my hair? Like, does he think I'm dirty? Like, what does this mean? (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Um, But he's cool, actually. Uh, But there was this other time in IGE, this guy that went to my high school, he went to my high school, um, and we were in IGE together. And I forgot what we were talking about, but it got to, like, academics, basically, and black people, black and brown people in academics. And he was, like yeah, like, Black people in general, like, their culture just doesn't value education. They value sports more than education, and that's why you see, like, my dad is, like, um, coach of, like, Cal Poly's basketball team, and that's why you see a lot of Black guys are, like, here on, they're here playing sports, or they're here on academic scholarships, because they value um, sports more than academics, or something like that. And I was like, what the heck? And I was like upset and I came home and told my mom about it. And I'm like ranting to my mom about it. But like in the moment, you don't know what to say. And then you go home and rant about it to your parents. And then you find the words to say it. But you can't come back to school on Monday and be like, well, to what he said three days ago, I have a reply. You know what I'm saying? So when you're in class, people just say these things. You don't have the words to like, You're just, like, sitting there, like, I didn't know this guy that grew up in the same area I did felt this way about. You know what I'm saying? It's like, you're just sitting there in class, and the teacher doesn't say anything, and you don't say anything. And then I just, like, and then you feel like, wow, this person just believes it, and I didn't even say anything. And now they, you know what I'm saying?
0: And they just ran with you.
1: Yeah. But other than that, other than, like, that, I'm in, um... Like, I go to, like, the center sometimes. Well, often. I say sometimes. So when we were on campus, I went pretty often. And so having, like, a Black community on um, campus is cool. Um, I also had other, like, Black friends who didn't come to the center. And hearing how they viewed the center is also super interesting. And hearing how, like, you know, it's very interesting. <laughs> hmm Yeah. Uh, Oh uh, yeah, um, I feel like there's so much more to say, but I kind of just want to let yeah. you
0: go and then yeah, I, I just, I'm gonna I'm in time limit because I do best when talking about things in in time periods. So I'll start with okay. freshman year, and you know coming into Cal Poly um, as you know a black student, I didn't necessarily I don't know there's something just about my own race that I didn't really that doesn't like that I didn't really realize fully until it was. Right. This is kind of weird, but senior of high school, I joined BSU, and that was when mm-hmm. I was really around like literally all the black people in high school, and I was like, "Yo, okay, like okay, there's a lot of us here, you know? That's chill, okay? Let's lick her. like you know what I'm saying? Like that was cool, and and I we had a we had a great um, advisor, you know, Dr. Weiston Sudan, and you know she was just so passionate about you know, I think. I mean, she was just very vocal, you know, and passionate, you know, just about, you know, a lot of, you know, liberal ideas, but then, you know, also being, you know, a black woman, just about, you know, things of that nature and just a black experience and, you know, what's the, what's happening in our community. So there, I really learned a lot about, you know, a lot of different troubles that, you know, other people were having that I didn't necessarily experience at that, at that point in time and uh i was just you know it was very informative you know i learned a lot and then it was just yeah it was it was just you know, amazing to hear that cuz that was more like that was in the early days of of you know of the uh the shootings you know uh between uh, of, of you know black people not just by police officers but also by white men right yeah. oh well yeah white men you could know, george simmons like it. no I think he was spent anyway by by men men <laughs> so, by <other> <laughs> yes yes okay top, by other know. races yes so it was just uh it was very interesting you know to, to hear everybody's point of view as well you know and uh yeah. I, and that kind of more dragged me in when i joined college now uh i didn't necessarily you know have a lot of black friends starting off um mm-hmm. i was more focused on just you know The diversity nature of college, learning about other people, learning about other people's cultures, being friends with other people of different religions, um, different cultures, different locations where they lived, you know, different backgrounds, all that sort of stuff, right? So I didn't come to the center probably my first or second year, and I can count the handful of black fans while my hand. It wasn't that many, you know what I'm saying? Well, yeah, hands and toes. There was, because it's only, Camp Poly's only 3% black, 800 and something people. That's crazy out of the 25,000 that go there, you know? And they like right. to post, we're so diverse. We got a black person in
1: our pictures. Like, that's only the smallest part of the college. And you know what's crazy? <laughs> I was one of those people that was like on the like pamphlets because I gave tours. Yeah, and you stuff. were on orientation. So would, yeah. I know. <laughs> so, like, the person on like the black person on the poster was like was me on some of those pamphlets and so it's so funny <laughs> when you say that <laughs> and I
0: ain't saying nothing against you I'm just saying that like
1: oh no, no, yeah I, I just think it's funny oh, that you say
0: that it's so and so and uh it was not until my junior year when I you know I fully came to the center and I started coming, you know, on my days off or like in between classes, you know, hanging out with people, you know, meeting other, you know, other people too. You know, it was not like, it's open for everybody. So, you know, non-Black yeah. people come in too and, you know, it's just chill. Right. You know, they got their friends right. and it's all dope. It's an inclusive area, really. All the centers are, right? That's what I like about yeah. Cal Poly too. You can, you can not be affiliated, whatever, whatever that center is and just walk in and just, you know, everybody's chill and, you know, it gives you a good time. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I started, you know, coming to the African-American student center and then I went to a few events too. Um, and this was around, I think 2018 too. So mm-hmm. 2018, yeah, 2016, 2017, 2016. Okay. Yeah. This was, well, that was junior year, but yeah. When sophomore year, I went to the Black Panther part the Black Panther, uh, 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 movie theater. Um, yeah, I watched it in
1: theaters. So. That was fun. That was a bad
0: day for me, but it was cool, you know, being there with other people. Yeah, because that was a dark time. It was the day before my birthday, and they stole everything out of my car when I in the parking lot when I was doing the movie. So,
1: (laughs) wait at the movie at the
0: Hawkins. Yeah, I was. It was a bad day. Yeah, I lost like three thousand dollars worth of like computers, my tablet. They jacked me, man, and went through the whole police is, station and stuff. But
1: that is awful. Mm-hmm.
0: It was.
1: <laughs> so yep, glad that, that happened.
0: It's, it's okay, you know? It happens to the best, but you know, it was so many years ago. But it's just sad because it happened literally the day before my birthday
1: too. So I was just like, And well, Now you have like such a horrible memory associated with <laughs> your birthday in the Black Panther movie premiere watching thing you
0: know oh, yep yep mm-hmm. but yeah. i mean but i did lo- love the movie though i mean it, i love the movie and just seeing it with other black people and we were just all being loud and just like oh yo look at that
1: yo look what y'all you see? yeah that was fun oh, i enjoyed it
0: so much <laughs> and i was like yep this is my peeps right here this is what we talk about and <laughs> that whole month may so tell a little bit about into black history month in general, but that whole month was just so many cool events were going on. So everything was lively. And then also in 2019 for that month too, everything was great. And I was just like, wow, this is, you know, I'm feeling, I'm feeling that now. Like I feel in my culture being represented. I am feeling my pride with everybody. And, um, yeah, that just like continued. So went to a few more events in the center. Uh, i definitely yeah. remember the day that tosh you know was leaving you know uh and oh. that i was and we were playing revolution by Cook franklin and i was like ah!
1: no i know <laughs> things like that is like you don't even realize that that is a part of our culture you don't even realize that until you get around people you've never met and you realize you all know the same song and it all makes you feel the same way <laughs>
0: and know. like and on twitter too uh, there was also like this this guy this person I follow that uh, you know there was just like why do black people all do the same things like some black people have the same pots and pans some people black people have the same curtains like we all have the same things and it's just wow that's that's amazing and it's something that just with our own culture even though we were brought over from Africa you know and we we're all from separate tribes and separate you know ideals separate religions. You know, coming to the United mm-hmm. States, but not even just the United States, but in other parts of the world, you know, we're all very mm-hmm. similar and we all have that one cultural identity. So, um, yeah. but we do have multiple identities, right? But we do have like a collective. Yeah, I'm not trying to like say that all black people, are, you know, technically the same because no, we got Caribbean. There's so many different parts, you know, I'm from the Caribbean, right? my parents were from the Caribbean. So it's like, it's different things like that.
1: Nice. Uh, that is beautiful.
0: So... Yeah, that's a little bit about, like, a little bit about that in college. And then just kind of to top off about, like, um, my back experience in the classroom, I don't mm-hmm. think I really, I guess I was fortunate enough to either not really notice it or to, because <laughs> <laughs> I'm oblivious to a lot of things.
1: Or, like, IGE, like, if I didn't take IGE, there's not really other classes that, encourage you to talk about race relations you know and you're an engineer you guys got other things to worry about You yeah. know
0: but i guess the one thing was probably like that i was one of the only black people in the class right mm-hmm. so i mean it didn't really affect me it's just like yeah i got all these other friends, whether they might be white hispanic or asian but mm-hmm. it's just that you know i'm I'm, I'm like always when i join like the first day of class i'm like okay how many how many, how many? oh what two oh yeah, oh, like, yeah. we let's link up, bro. Like, let's do something, man. We just, we're, the two, we're the only two brothers here, yeah, man. So, that was that was...
1: actually funny to say that. I, back sometimes, like, I didn't realize how that affected me until that guy in, like, um, my IGE class spoke. Cause then I just assumed that people thought that I was here on some sort of, like, um, to fulfill some sort of quota. Mm-hmm. And I didn't want to be looked at like I was here because. I wanted, to be, like, I wanted people to be like, I deserve to be here. And so if I didn't know something, I did not ask a question in class. I didn't want it to be like a stupid question. I didn't want people to think I was dumb. So I would like save the question for office hours or I'll try to like figure it out at home later. I don't want people to think I was dumb or anything. So, but now I don't care. I mean, I guess teachers like when you ask questions. It's just that
0: it's, it's, it's just... Sad, like, kind of how that came about because of, you know, that that guy and, you know, what he was saying.
1: And he went to my school. Like, it's not even, like, everyone assumes that people feel, that think that way live in the middle of nowhere and have never seen a black person in their life. Like, you know, like, this is, like, he was around black people. They were on the honor roll. They were in your AP classes. So I don't know where that thought came from, but it's not like you lived that, you know. Mm-hmm.
0: <sighs> that's interesting that's that's interesting but yeah that's that's really it for me about that I, i'm glad that you know a few years later after being in college i was able to you know to to, to come and you know be around other black people um and you know i yeah. really you know I, I learned a lot more so much more about my own cultural heritage that I yeah. would have not known, you know, if I didn't, wasn't a part of the center or didn't go there. Mm-hmm. I think, Yeah. And I was just like, wow. So.
1: Yeah. And it's so interesting to hearing how, like, I love the center and I love the community that it's like provided for me personally. Um, but like, I also recognize that some other black students don't feel that way about the center. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, I feel like I don't like they are, Probably times before college where other black people made you feel like invalid in your blackness, or if you didn't like, you mm-hmm. know, that it's like not all black people are comfortable around a lot of black people, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? And, you know, whatever experience they had that made them feel that way, you know? So I feel like sometimes also in the center, too. People wanted, like, hey, I want other people to feel comfortable coming in here. I don't want them to come in here and feel like they're being judged because of, like, how they dress or what they like or, you know. That was always, like, too, like, an active thing. I think that's why they started, like, like Blurred Week, like a black nerdy gamers week to, like, mm-hmm. you know. <laughs> it's like, you know, you're, like, a gamer person and you're black. Like, if you're a black cosplayer, uh yeah come and like enjoy this day you know mm-hmm. so yeah just like that was also like an act active thing that the center tried to do too is like highlight a whole bunch of different black experiences, mm-hmm. black experiences that don't always get highlighted you know
0: most definitely because i i can think about two the reasons kind of why i didn't go to the center too for like the first few years I- Right? I was right. just like uh eh, you know I don't feel necessarily that I am black enough right you know people are like
1: yeah, you right. Don't right. Be like
0: I mean I ain't saying I was the whitest black person right I mean, people say those statements right that that kind right. of turns heads but people didn't necessarily say that but it was just like I was more I feel on the spectrum I was more leaning on that portion and it's like that's just kind of like that's kind of like uh canceling out all of my experience and all of who yeah. I am right but then
1: I feel like, and it's important because sometimes other Black people are what will, will make you feel that way, you know.
0: So it's kind of sad because we all we all gotta be allies to each other, you know. We're we're, we're a yeah, small, sure. d- uh, discriminated, marginalized group out here. So it's like we all gotta
1: yeah, we can't
0: <laughs> strength <laughs> exactly. in numbers. If we had the numbers, and well, we have the numbers, but also. The collective organization, you know, we can make real change like has happened in the past few, not necessarily year, well, these years, but then over decades, mm-hmm. right? You think about the 1960s, right, right? And literally everything that happened have been doing there. So it's, it's just all of us working collectively together and even reaching across the aisle as Joe Biden might call it. And, you know, having uh, <laughs> uh, other, having people of other minorities, uh, you know, helping out too, yeah. even though they might not know as much about the experience, but, you know, as us uh, helping be right. allies, you know, not the fake company woke that everybody tried to do in June, but exactly.
1: really, <laughs>
0: really trying and actively helping the community. That's the best thing that I think that we can do. Um, and like, I, because, you know, I helped them out too, right? When, you know, Asians this year, we were getting discriminated against. Um, even though I was, I mean, it was it was already, we were inside and online, you know, whenever some family member said something that was definitely racist or something, you know, I was like, nah, like, where is this coming from? That's not true at all. You know, I would cancel it out like that, right? And, you know, when we talk about like immigrants, right? And we talk about Hispanic immigrants, like, to, to like my family members as well, I'm like, hold, hold up. We're, you know, we came from the Caribbean, we were immigrants here. Why are you hating on the other ones? You know what I'm saying? Just because what? You seem that the less than you like? No. We all it's, came from Africa.
1: It's so funny that you mentioned that because I'm super into like documentaries, like in general. And so like um, like Netflix documentaries. There's just so many that highlight different experiences, including like, you know, people dealing with immigration and things like that. And watching those really makes you realize that. Like, there is no difference between me sitting here and someone else, you know, like, they're like, it's just crazy that we're just fortunate there, but there's nothing else that there's nothing about me personally, or nothing about them personally, that makes them better than I am, or, like, we're just literally lucky to not be in the position that other people are in, you know? And like, it's just crazy the positions that people find themselves in. Like, I'm literally just by luck that I am born somewhere where I don't have to like flee my country because of all the craziness that are happening, you know? So yeah, it's like, there's, if people, I, I don't know. I just, when you mentioned that, I just thought of those documentaries where it's just like, I don't know why pe- people are, you know, coming to the country the right way and all this other random stuff where it's just like, there is nothing separating you from them and how there is nothing about you that made you any sort of special to where you're not in this position that they are, you know? It's crazy. People are just trying to create better lives for themselves and for their families, or they're safe and happy. Like, I don't understand how anyone can be upset. At- <laughs> I don't
0: understand. Right, well, mean, when we don't want to give immigrants rights, you know, whether they're illegal or legal, like, that makes no that makes sense. We're all human. Right, we're all here in America, right? Right. We technically all are Americans. I mean, so it's like (sighs) it makes me kind of frustrated sometimes.
1: Yeah, it's crazy, it's honestly insane. And, um, that's why I I like reading this book of Black History Month because when you think about all this stuff, it's so heavy and it makes your like heart heavy and you make your like your chest heavy and you're just like, ugh, there's so many like sad things happening <laughs> so it's like let me just read this book this really cute light-hearted book and be happy and spread that happiness <laughs> you know regarding black people so yeah
0: most definitely most definitely um what i think just coming along on the last topic that i really want to talk about is just about um you know intersectionality just just a tad bit about that um, and just about mm. how you are, you know, being a black woman and how, what's the best way that we can be allies to black women? First of all, oh, I know it's kind of a loaded question, <laughs> <laughs> but just like your experience, you know, living like that. And, you know, mm-hmm. and like, and just like, you just talk about a little bit about that. Because I know as a black man, I am privileged, right? Uh, I don't have. I don't, uh, you know, I'm not, I'm not a, I'm not a victim of sexism, right? I'm a victim of racism, but not that, but how does that affect you? And like, how can we be allies in that?
1: Yeah. That's such an interesting question. Oh my goodness. (laughs) I just feel like, uh, I don't think, I think it's easy, uh, outside looking in, I don't think black men realize how many, how people like actually listen to them. You know what I'm saying? Like, for example, my brother is really active in his community at school. And even in high school, like, a lot of people like him. You know, he's very social, you know? And he's like cool, you know? And I feel like in a lot of different environments, cultures, like, the black guy there is like the cool guy. You know what (laughs) I'm saying? And with that, like popularity and coolness, you know, people listen to you, you know. And I don't think sometimes black men realize that people listen to them. And I know it. If you know, it probably doesn't feel like it compared to like white men or something. But they have a voice, and people listen to you. You know what I'm saying? Uh, and so just like you like. I know, I know here, I mean, at the time, like in high school, people would say this, but it feels weird to think that people say this now, but even in high school, like we'd be sitting outside after track practice and, um, we're sitting outside waiting for our parents to pick us up. All the sports practices would be ending football, you know, and you'll hear like a group of like the guys in football, black men, black boys at the time in in high school talking about how, you know, dating preferences and them as black men. Like, oh, yeah, I would never date a girl darker than me. And so when you hear black men say that, I'm sure when the non-black men who are around them hear that, you know, they're like, well, if he said it, I don't see why. And he's black. I don't see why I can't, you know what I'm saying? So I don't think black men realize the weight of their words. Like people listen to them, you know? And so things like that. And I don't know if that's still a thing. It probably is still a thing um but you know just things like that so just like listening I guess to black women like our experiences are similar but also like very different and so I guess sometimes just realizing that you know yeah also just like in general like that's like within blackness but also in like womanhood there's like a separation too you know we learned in class that, like, yes, women make less than men, but Black women make even significantly less than white women, you know? So it's, you know, and Hispanic women and, like, apparently Asian women make more than Black men, you know? Like, there's all of these mix, you know? But um, even during... I remember we had a conversation in a Shades of Queens meeting during the... Um, when women were like marching with their pink hats and things like that. And we were asking each other, like, would, like, are we compelled or feel pulled to go to those marches versus like a Black Lives Matter march? And most of us there didn't feel that those marches, like whenever they talked about those marches, we didn't feel like they were talking to us, you know? And it wasn't until like you pointed out, but I didn't feel super connected to you know, I don't. We, we were talking about blackness versus like womanhood, like which do we identify with more? Whereas like, I definitely feel more pulled to go to a Black Lives Matter march versus um, anything like the march that they had in that time. And we're just diving into that and how like Sandra Bland also was a woman, you know, but she passed away in police, custody or in police care that wasn't like something that women were like this is not right that was a black that was like i guess we've all identified that as a black issue even though she was a black woman that was like a black issue that black lives matter had to deal with Mm -hmm. you know it wasn't like uh you know so it's a very interesting like when those venn diagram circles it's just a very interesting uh, little overlap there of <laughs> black woman. But, you know, I love it. I mean, it just, you know, I just, it's just been how I live. <laughs> but yeah, I guess just, I don't know. Just like listening to black women, valuing our opinion. I feel like uh, our experiences make our, I think, I think I, I think all of us have valuable things to say, but I feel, I feel like sometimes our unique experience uh, encourages, like us to look outside of, like we're forced to think about things that other people may not think about. Like even in clothes, like what you wear as a black woman, like leggings, for example. Like at school, a girl can, a white girl can wear a certain pair of leggings, but a black girl wears these leggings, and you're dress coded. Mm-hmm. You know, like these experience form. Now you're a grown woman and now you have to be hyper aware of what you wear and how you look like when you wear it and what message that gives off, Mm -hmm. you know, these are things that not everyone may have to consider when getting dressed in the morning, you know, and that's just a little example, but things like that, I think make our experience super unique and allow us to provide opinions that others may not have had to think about. I think that could be super helpful in different circles. So I guess just listening to Black women is a good way to be an ally, I guess.
0: Most definitely. Thank you for that. I, I appreciate that. Yes. yes. I know it was a lot, but yeah, that's definitely something that um, I have been challenged about personally. And that's something yeah. that I have to more so work on, because I mean, we're all working, we're all growing, but that's something that I have to yeah. value as well, um, on my ongoing journey of discovering my own blackness and you know, taking pride in my own blackness. Um, there's something interesting that you said, and that was about like Sandra Bland, and if it were, mm-hmm. you know, because it is, a, you know, it was more focused as a black issue, you know, I think right. about, I don't know if you remember this, but the Red Shoe protest. Uh, yeah, at Carpolli. Yes, uh-huh. And how differently it would have went if it was a black woman instead of a black male, or if it would have been very similar. It's like you think about, Shin. Yeah, you think about that, and it's like, would it be? Would you see people from you know the women's uh, uh the women's uh re- woman X, sorry, woman X we we saw Center come out too as well, like, or would it just be yeah. African American Center Like, so it's it's different. It's, it's it's a lot. It's a lot, but it's different things um to think about because of that um and then black males i think i think i can see that i can see that because you know people take a lot of you know a lot of uh, you know things from black culture in general too you know um, right. Black music, black styles, okay. black hairstyles. Right. shoot I got these reds right now? <laughs> but it's like, <laughs> now you <I> see people <laughs> of other cultures doing, you know, those things. Not to say, not to say not necessarily to say that that specifically is a black thing, but it's more right. associated with black people, black individuals.
1: Right. Right. Um,
0: so yeah, if if you if you know uh, you know as be as me being a black male, realizing the power that we have. Even though it might not right. be as much as what the white male have, um, you know, could be used to support, you know, black women um, as well. So, uh, yeah, that's basically my two cents on that topic. I personally think that's just that's most of the stuff that, you know, I want to talk about, really. Um, okay. There is a lot more that we can talk about in depth, um, but I would yeah. definitely save that for a future podcast. Um, okay so, i was
1: thinking about, like maybe it could be like a subsection like another topic mm-hmm. you know <laughs> another series, you
0: know regarding that you know then we talk about the prison system and then the an industrial complex and yeah. so many things about that one but yeah
1: or you can talk about recently i've been thinking about like i saw this one thing on instagram it was like a series of twitter posts and they were like name what's something that you think that is an, an unpopular opinion in the black community and I don't think this is an unpopular opinion but someone was like what is this cookout this theoretical this not real cookout we're inviting people to and what does that mean you know and I thought about that too like like you know some people you know some people feel different about it that's like a whole nother thing too you know yeah
0: that's a great one I don't have an opinion yeah. on it right now so I probably gotta form that first before
1: hey <laughs> that's totally okay,
0: that's probably okay. But yeah um I just want to say thank you uh, for being on a podcast today. Um, I appreciated your input. I appreciated you sharing your experiences and your ideas. Um, where can people reach you? Or where can people find you if you know they want to hear more things oh. about you?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm a, I have a Twitter account. Don't really go on it. But my name on Instagram is Jalen Michelle. Jalen underscore Michelle. Um, I am private, but you know what? I accept a lot of people, you know? So it's okay. I mean um set, set, set
0: s and to see what they're about and then you know Right. I put
1: something in your caption that I, or in your bio where like if you're Cow Poly, I'll probably accept you. If we got mutuals, probably accept you, you know? Mm. Um so yeah, maybe if you, if you follow Kevin and he's your mutual you know, so Yeah, that's where you can find me if you want
0: <laughs> Most definitely
1: oh. oh, and Shades of Queens um, Shades of Queens CPP So, most you want to follow Shades of Queens
0: Definitely do that, y'all I learned a lot this whole past month on that So, um, I hope it's a continuing series You know, with the next um, Executive Council So y'all probably having, you know, Thanks. elections meetings soon So, that's going to be exciting <laughs> Yeah so, if you guys are interested in further podcast, um, you know, sorry, further episodes with the podcast, just go ahead into YouTube channel, YouTube.com/slash There's a subsection or a playlist that says "It's Corona Time with Kevin Jackson." We got all the videos there. You can follow us or listen to us on Spotify, Apple Music, literally any one of those platforms, you know, for podcast things of that nature. And it used to be every Tuesday and Friday doing quarantine. Now we're kind of phasing that out because vaccines. So catch us every month just to be subscribed or follow us and you'll know. And yeah, thanks guys for listening and for watching. And y'all have a great rest of your day.